Welcome to the Economic Development Matters Podcast. I'm Brianna Morris, and together with my co-host Sherry Baslama, we talk about matters related to economic development and why it matters. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, where we focus on attracting investment into the Edmonton region and helping our local companies expand internationally. On this podcast, we discuss how we can compete globally and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the lives of the people in our communities. Today, we have three guests with us. First is James Johnson, founder of Vendor Convenience, which is launching here in the Edmonton region really soon. Our other two guests are from the company Smize, which is based in Switzerland. Dr. Sebastian Knebel, their chief marketing officer, and Vladimir Srozowski from their marketing and sales team. Uh, thanks for being here. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so first of all, um, thanks again for jumping on. I know that it's probably like the end of the work day for you guys in Switzerland. So really appreciate you guys extending your day to be here with us. Uh, let's start with uh, you, Vladimir. Do you want to share a bit about yourself and your background? Sure. So my background, uh, just shortly, I finished my master's degree in marketing. And um, basically, we started with Sebastian together one and a half years ago. That's when we joined Smiles full time, full strength, full force, all ahead. And uh, we set out a goal to build a new brand and to expand wherever we can with potential partners. And this is where James come in. So yeah, that's awesome. And what about you, Sebastian? Um, yeah, um, I have a background uh, in uh, communication uh, sciences and CSR, and I did my PhD, and then afterwards I joined industry again, and then Smize gave me this really once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to build a brand from scratch, and I, I couldn't resist, and also the RoboBroaster kind of, yeah, kind of got me, so, so that's, that, that's, that's where I come from. Well, we're excited to hear more about Smize and we'll dive more into who and what Smize is in a little bit. But uh, James, how about you? Can you share a bit about your background? Sure. Uh, I'm James. I'm the founder of Vendor Convenience. Um, I've been working on this concept for about two years and excited to open uh, later this month in in Edmonton. Um, I'm probably the, the wild card or the random one because I worked for politicians for 10 years and then I started... Uh, being a consultant, political uh, public affairs, and I decided to open a, a app-based convenience store. So happy to dive in because there's probably not much of a connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do tell us how tell us how that happened then. <laughs> um, yeah, I my my background in politics was research and policy, so digging in to issues and acting really fast. Um, so a couple of years ago, the the convenience store in my neighborhood, the corner store, closed. And I think most people think convenience stores um, make a lot of money because of the the profits or the the markups they charge. It's more expensive than a grocery store or what have you, almost like an airport. Um, So the more I dug in, the more I realized how much trouble uh, corner stores are in neighborhood corner stores. Vancouver's lost most of them. Downtown Edmonton has lost all their 7-Elevens. We could go on, but it's it's actually a a problem in Canada and uh, and the U.S. Not as familiar with Europe. So um, digging into that r- made me think, well, there might be an opportunity here. And everyone, I think, is aware of Amazon Go and, you know, walk in, walk out, pick up something. And uh, from there, I found I landed on what I'm going to launch in, in June. Uh, James, do you know why that's happening with convenience stores, that they're shutting? This is the first time I've actually heard about this problem. Yeah, uh, in Canada... From 20 to 21, the first year of COVID, a thousand stores closed, about three per day. 
So that was about, uh, early, they went from 16,000 stores to 15,000 stores. Um, part of it is they're not allowed to sell a lot of products. Um, in Canada, uh, I've explained this to Sebastian and Vladimir, they can't sell wine, beer, mm. things that are usually available in a grocery store. So they have, they have less to offer. Um, you know, we frankly have a labor shortage, especially in urban areas. Um, urban areas are much more expensive, not as much as Zurich, but it's still expensive to run a small store uh, in Canada, especially major urban cities downtown. So it's expensive. You have less to offer. COVID really hurt, hurt people. Um, and it's just they have thinner margins than people would imagine. It's like the restaurant business. You know, you think you just buy food, you prepare it and sell it for a lot more, but there's a lot of waste and a lot of staff, and there's a lot of skill that goes into that. So running um, this with an app, uh, 24-7, walk in, walk out. Um, we'll have staff during the day as a hybrid, but uh, the, that's a way of, of making more uh, making it more profitable, making it more viable. So is there a model um, elsewhere that you've looked at of app, app-less, uh, sorry, app-based convenience stores? So it was a struggle because I think Sebastian Vladimir has seen this. Canada's a bit slower to adopt new technologies. That's why I'm excited to be working with them. Um, Canada has one version called aisle 24. Um, use the app to open the door, but it's really just a self-checkout. You still go to like a self-checkout, like at a grocery store or, or what have you. So nothing really had what I am looking at. I was going to develop, but a lot of European and Asian countries have this already, uh, Switzerland, Sweden, et cetera. So I essentially licensed a version so that it was more stable and, and tried and true. And uh, yeah, we're going to, I think we're probably the first in Canada to run this model. Can you just walk us through kind of like what that shopping experience looks like from sort of when a customer swipes their ID or app or whatever it is mm-hmm. on the door to kind of when they leave, just so we understand the difference between the, the yeah. different technology models? So uh, essentially, the doors are locked all the time. Uh, there's the door, the store is staffed during the day. Uh, you just download the app, Android or iPhone, um, put in your name, number, and payment, and you you've set up the app. Uh, it takes less than a minute. You open the door by pushing a button in the app, and then um, all you do is scan the barcode on what you pick up, or you can add it uh, manually through the app, and then you check out. So there's no cash register, there's no lineup, um, 24/7, and uh, that's basically the process. So it's it's new for Canadians to wrap their head around, and there are a lot of different options with like skip the dishes, which have things delivered, or people know about Amazon where you just pick something off the shelf. But that's incredibly expensive. It's basically a million dollars to open a small store. So not in my price range to start, but uh, we'll see what. The technology costs are dropping rapidly. I think Canada will have this pretty quickly. And will the products that you have on offer be the same as what we would normally see in a convenience store here in Canada? Yep. It's essentially uh, convenience and grocery. So uh, drinks, snacks, a bit of produce, um, meals to go. Uh, The only distinction is um, no tobacco, no lottery. I know that's what people look for in the store, but they're controlled. So um, it's also risky to have those uh, if you look convenience store up in the news, it's usually a crime involving cigarettes and uh, and cash theft. So I think it's actually be a safer shopping environment despite it not being staffed the whole time. 
So Sebastian and um, Vladimir, tell us now about Smize. How, when were you established? When was the company established? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a young company. We're we two years old now, roughly. Um, I joined one and a half years ago. Actually, it was a couple of engineers who, who got together and uh, and then formed this prototype in the first year and got the investor for that. And once this first prototype was finished, then in the second year, we did a lot of testing. We put in a lot of locations and software works. We tried to fi- find a find a niche to, to place it and position it in the market. And then, then, then our, our game came in and we, we produced a brand around it. It was before it was very technical driven, very engineering driven. And then, then we started to, to make it uh, attractive for the market and the customer and found, found a perfect niche in order to position it. And for sure, it brings a, a lot of advantages and a lot of disruption to the current beverage market. So, and, uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but the technology that you guys have developed, I, it's called the Robo Barista. Can you explain exactly what it does? Um, yes. I mean, in the end, in the end, it serves drinks in a very spectacular way. <laughs> and it does not only Paint that, a mental uh, picture for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I try now. So what, it's actually a lot of different components that exist already. There's, 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 the, there's maybe the most important part. The engine is, is, is a coffee machine. It's the, it's the Rolls Royce of coffee machines. Um, we had to take this very expensive coffee machine, which is also produced in Switzerland, because it was the only one with the necessary digital interface phase in order to get with our software to tour this full automated coffee machine in order to remotely um, connect it to other devices, the big ones. I mean, there are more than, I don't know, 80 components, not just mentioning the big ones. And so what our software does is connects all these components in one um, compact uh, kiosk kind of uh, location. The star of everything is the is the robo arm, <laughs> but it's just the star. And uh, so, so what we do is we connecting all these. So the coffee machine is connected. There's an is it's called the Shank system. It kind of comes from Germany. It's DMI. It's what they use also at the Oktoberfest to produce many 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 drinks. We have that same component with the same reason in order to be able to digitally um, approach it. And then there's an ice machine which comes comes from Japan, which is used in the market. It's also state of the art as, um, from another famous company, Saki. Oh, I never <laughs> never get that name. And uh, and then and then we have the arm which comes from actually from the from a pharmaceutical industry it's it's an arm that is made actually which for pharmaceutical stuff and actually for operations and all these kind of things that also happen in hospitals so it's a really careful robot that we actually take for a totally different task (laughs) and uh, we combine all these components in 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 one in one robo barista and uh, through this combination of these comments uh, uh, components it becomes it becomes interesting, it becomes spectacular. But unfortunately, you have to see it and experience it to understand it. <laughs> I was, when, when, I, when I first heard about it, I thought, I, I'm not so sure. And I went to the application and talk and I wasn't still sure. And then I went to the Robo Barista and ordered the first drink and then I was hooked. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward for you guys to have the chance to, to approach it. Yeah, I've I've seen pictures and it looks quite futuristic. Like it almost looks, and I know it's not a robot robot arm; it's a robot robot robo barista. But it essentially looks like a robot arm that's preparing your drink for you, right? And it's all packaged up in this kind of futuristic sort of um, container. Uh, it looks really, it looks really cool. It looks really cute. I'm I'm excited to actually see it in 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 yeah in the city here. 
So not just coffees, right? Like it's cold drinks and warm drinks. Like it's it's a whole it's a whole store in one. <laughs> Basically, yes. So just um, not coffee only. Like that's our focus, of course, in the coffee machine, as we mentioned. But the other drinks we also focus on now to bring some new low calorie, low sugar, healthy drinks to the market. So that's what we're going to do in the next month. And just to paint like a visual mental picture of what you can expect. Basically, you come up to it. Uh, something cool and new you order a drink you chat with your friends or whoever is nearby to you by the time you're done chatting you're like oh my god okay my drink is done so you just go up there's a nice fancy delivery system that goes up you pick up the drink and you go so that's just a little little sneak peek of what you can expect in edmonton in the coming months wonderful um so is edmonton your so edmonton is your first canadian location do you also have do you have any others in north america yet or, or where in the world are you located <laughs> yeah, actually, we started in Switzerland and we have a couple of running, actually five running locations in Switzerland. And this is the first one to Northern America. Actually, it's the first one on the, on the whole other side of the big lake. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a premiere. So that's why we're also very excited from our side. And we, we did a, a full learning circle also together with James um, to connecting these two <laughs> areas of the world. And uh, yeah, we are also excited we looked a bit into into what Edmonton is and provides and we, we uh, it's just nice for us to go in this journey also to find out about all these different places on the world and um, just to give you a heads up there is going to be also in the in this year is going to be one in the US it's, it's, it's done one of our next locations then we're going to send another one maybe to Europe very soon outside of Switzerland inside Switzerland we have two upcoming locations and they differ widely on where they are so we have we have tried everything shopping malls universities venues um, concert halls um, stadiums um, what did I forget corporate big corporate buildings and um, other stores so so we tried it all and now we we, we, yeah, we find a good um, a good place we found a good place for it but is, what's is, cool about this this Sorry. What's no, cool ahead. about this uh, current uh, collaboration with James is that we kind of embrace the whole autonomous experience. I mean, we will have a bridging period, of course, where we need to figure out some things together, of course. But it's cool because it's a completely new concept which can serve a wider audience, as James mentioned. And this is where we slide into the niche, right? And we try to combine these two concepts. And who knows? I mean, we don't know how this, how this will come up. I mean, it could be something really um, dynamic and transitional for the whole market. So that's why we tried to see if this is an opportunity to to really have something cool, which can so be a your, both is, companies. Yes. Is this your first then like convenience store sort of installation yes. and especially a touchless? Um, how did you all find each other? Um, <laughs> if you ask James how he found us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found Smize. So, I mean, was it being a hybrid or unattended? For a lot of the time, um, I was looking at how I can add as much value and and have as many different off offerings and make that experience what you'd expect and what people expect in convenience store is coffee. Um, I don't want to make enemies, but frankly, I've been disappointed with like a lot of the automated options because what you're often getting is powdered coffee, like you're getting low quality coffee mm. and. I wasn't really excited about that option because I think with the downtown market, like they have, we have a lot of good options. Like there, there's 
there's a lot of great taste and they have expectations that you'll have a good offering. So um, I was looking for something that's automated, something that's high quality. And a Smize also has basically like Italian sodas or, or something that like kids can drink or some variety because everything else that's really high quality is just focused on hot coffee. So um, I, I came across kind of a rundown of the, the sector and reached out to Smize. And I think it was pretty small when I reached out. I think I was just messaging with the CEO at that time. Um, and, the, you know, that's a huge investment that Smize and other companies make. These products are, you know, depending on where you live, the price of a house. So um, they were willing to take that that leap and, and work with me here. So, uh, yeah, they, they had the best offering and the best partnership, and they're excited to work in Edmonton, which was great to hear. Uh, so yeah, you- that's how I reached out. Can you share a bit about how that business model works? Because it's not just you purchasing this product from Smize and installing it in your store, right? It's a bit different than that. Yeah, it's more of a partnership um, where we we take care of the operations and, and they're making the investment. Um, so this will be the first one and hopefully we can we can find other locations because when you start thinking of, of where it can apply, especially with what's happened with work from home and remote work, um, it's always been tough to staff, and now will be even tougher. Um, it's just unpredictable. Um, I was in Calgary this week on on Monday, and downtown Calgary was really slow. And it just depends on the day, so you can't really run a business that way. Um, this, I think, this option is going to be more and more normal or standardized. Some people want their fresh drink at three in the morning, and they work during the night. <laughs> that's well, what that's like- what I think is really cool is the twenty four seven aspect. It was a funny, funny scenario for us too, because it was something completely new and different. We expected like, okay, we set up our Roboverse and we expect the high drinks of peak in the day, right? And then we look at our statistics and we're like, oh my God, we have like the peak sales is like three in the morning, two in the morning, oh, wow. right? Oh, and wow. we're like, oh my gosh, okay. So this is something that works too, right? Because that's our, one of our selling points, uh, the 24-7 availability. And once we saw this in action, it was actually really cool to see people Oh, okay, I need a drink. Where can I get it? Oh, okay. So Robresta is my solution. Cool. I go there. So that was that was really a cool proof of concept for us once. And we tried to replicate that now with James too and Vendor uh, Convenience. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it seems our society has kind of shifted from the nine to five jobs for everybody where people have very different schedules. And so I can see how it's, um, yeah, it's an innovative way to kind of meet meet new needs. That's really, that's really cool. James, were you able to take advantage of any um, like incentives or grant programs or anything um, that are offered in, in the Edmonton region or in Canada to help you get started? So uh, the main Edmonton one is actually for retailers downtown, uh, the downtown district I'm in. So there's a, a renovation grant um, for uh, renovating the space and building it out. So that was great because that gave me some peace of mind of, of you know, taking some more risks because for me, this is almost a marketing uh, relationship with Smize. It's not uh, equipment because I think, like you said, when people see it, it's just, it has that something extra that people get excited about. Um, you know, there's a, there's a cat-like robot that collects your dishes at restaurants and people in Edmonton went to see that, that restaurant. Um, they went out of their way to see it. Um, as far as other programming goes, though, uh, I'm 
barely under 40. So Futurepreneur, the Canadian government program, was great because it just gives you a loan to help start a business. And the Canada Small Business Loan, um, the Government of Canada guarantees that other bit. So I wouldn't have been able to start the business without those two federal programs or do something more interesting, go further with uh, the grant from the City of Edmonton. So those are the main ones. Awesome. Sebastian, Vladimir, what about you with um, like getting your, exporting your um, Robo Barista into Canada? Like, did you have, did you have help? Like, what did that look like? I mean, uh, this is a first time experience. <laughs> it's a learning, it's a learning curve. Um, James helped us out a lot and getting, getting the, like the, the communication and the first inside information across and, and to us. And uh, now we we experiencing it. So the the Robo Broister actually launched its way to Canada yesterday. So it's it's, it's on, on its, its way. It's on its, it's on its way. Yeah, yeah. So we managed. I mean, we outsource logistics and we try to we try to I don't know we cover as many topics and possibilities and uncontrollable variables as possible. And now now fingers crossed. But it looks good. And the logistics supplier that we are using is actually giving us. A, Thumbs up and green light. So we expect this <laughs> Robo Barista in Canada soon. <laughs> it's very exciting. Where and when can folks expect to see it here? I should show you the checklist. It's quite a checklist we've got <laughs> to get this up and running. Um, <laughs> okay, so estimated vendor- date though. So our listeners know when we can go, we can yeah. go to Vendor Convenience and get a... Yeah, and the where, oh, right? a drink. <laughs> And where. <laughs> so Vendor Convenience will be at 9917 Street. So it's one of the busiest streets in Edmonton. It's right near the high-level bridge. Uh, lots of traffic, lots of, you know, people on e-scooters right now at night around the legislature. So I've always lived and worked downtown, and that's why I like the location. So uh, as I said, that's like planes, trains, and automobiles getting uh, the unit here. Um, it left Switzerland. It was picked up yesterday. And so it'll uh, be in Edmonton basically the second week of July. And then the team from Smize will fly out and set it up, and it should be up and running mid-July. So um, very excited. Um, it's quite a process. It's more complicated than IKEA in getting this <laughs> thing put together. Um, but I, I think it's exciting. I think it's cool, and I think Edmonton's a top five city. Doesn't get uh, the credit or attention, whether it be the university or or just the city in general. It's a million people. We're a big city, so. Looking forward to it. Yeah, the whole region actually is 1.5 million people now, so definitely growing. Um, Sebastian and Vladimir, do you guys plan on visiting the region and <laughs> checking out your Robo Barista in person in action? Oh, we would love to. We would love to, and we will. Um, but actually, now you're you're picking up hub. We have to ask for budget <laughs> <laughs> next next week. We're gonna ask for it. Yeah, we, we have something planned, but we need to approve it first internally before promising something. Okay. <laughs> and we're gonna keep up to. But def- definitely, I would I would love to see the city. And also, we have James and I discussed already like perspectives and visions and future plans. And and definitely, I think uh, Q3, Q4 this year, we we definitely want to come and I think we're going to find a way. If we manage to get a robot barista across, we probably can get a way for us too. (laughs) Yeah, right? Amazing. We'd love to host you. So do keep us in also dying into this like uh, we plan to visit as well not just because of our general business relations but also just like to develop the city of Edmonton further with 
with our technologies because we talked to James and we realized that it's actually a great how many AI and technology advancements mm -hmm. there are in the city, how big it's becoming and where it's going, like where the whole innovation in the sector and the industry is driving it. So that's quite cool if we can slide in there and create something new and unique for customers, especially in a busy street, as James mentioned. And once we get there, once we get up and running, then we can do many, many other stuff together and just give a new vibe, give a new look to freshness to the city. And that's what we also want to do because we, as James mentioned previously, we strive for partnerships and we see Edmonton as a great first start in the, in Canada. And that's just going to grow forward. So, yeah. Amazing. We beat yeah. Toronto and Vancouver to it. So we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> Calgary too. Yeah. We're never competing <laughs> with Calgary. Always. Well, <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone, for jumping on this call and having this conversation. I've really enjoyed learning about both Vendor and uh, Smize. Yes, I'm very excited to uh, to meet you when you come and, and to go check out uh, Vendor Convenience and grab my first drink. So thank you so much for your time. Anything else uh, anybody wanted to mention before we sign off? Thanks very much for giving us the chance to talk to you and get to know you. Yeah, and it's our first podcast too, so it was a cool experience. And uh, yeah, it was cool insight. So thank you very much. Yes, we look forward to it. Awesome. Great. Okay, thanks everyone. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website, edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. Thanks for listening. We hope you learned something new about why economic development matters.